Welcome to Eau Claire is Here, your place to find out a little bit more about the people, places, and happenings going on in the best little city in Wisconsin. Eau Claire is Here is brought to you by Ned Donilon, Donilon Real Estate. And now your hosts, Jane Seymour Kunick, Scott Kunick, and Jerry Annis. Well, Jane, <laughs> welcome everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Eau Claire is Here and You Should Be Too. My name is Jerry Annis and this is Jane Seymour Cunick. How are you, Jane? I'm awesome. How are you? Good. Well, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done our podcast. Yeah, what? Time to get back on it. What happened? The real estate market got away from us. Yeah. <laughs> away it, from everybody. Well, ev- everyone, man. My right. gosh, what... Let's talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. The real estate market, I, I, you know, everybody's heard about it, but I, I just, the last three years have been crazy, mm-hmm. right? COVID hit, market went ballistic. Which we kind of thought would be the opposite. <clears throat> yeah, so that was a nice surprise for everybody, nice surprise for sellers, but mm-hmm. meant real estate values, 8, 10, 12%, 10 to 12, 10 to 15. Um, so it was a flurry of activity. Sellers were getting crazy numbers and buyers were going. You had a couple listings on the east side hill. Yeah. Um, what, under 200? And, and yeah, just tons of people at the open house. Yeah, and you and I did 18 that offers and yeah, it was 18 crazy. offers on each one. Yeah. Yeah, I think the open house, we had a mound of, mound of shoes. shoes and pile. Mound of shoes. Um, yeah, but, um, but it's changed. Yep. Right. And and it's interesting how wherever I go, people want to talk about real estate. So they're always like, "What's the market doing now?" And mm-hmm. I feel like it's it has slowed. But like what I say to people is, it was super crazy, and now it's still very active. It's just mm-hmm. not super crazy. Yeah. Well, I think I think everybody got spoiled. Mm-hmm. with the market sellers got spoiled we got spoiled we would throw our listing in and three days later if it wasn't under contract or had eight offers we're like well what's wrong yeah what's wrong you know and a seller's market is if you can sell your home in six months or less I mean, it's been hours and, and yes. in just even a couple days yeah. but yeah it, it's interesting the last within the last month uh the markets kind of leveled out a little bit mm-hmm. you know People want to know if there's going to be a bubble or going backwards, and it's just it's slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't have a crystal ball, but you know we we talk a lot at our sales meeting about mm-hmm. what we think is going to happen, and we don't see it crashing like no. it did before. But it's it just, does need to slow a little, and well, we yeah. need to get prices, you know, to to at least level off instead of sky keep skyrocketing. Well, we we can't continue to grow for a fourth year and appreciate what it did right um you know and it's other things in the market too the interest rates the stock market recession maybe and um yeah but i I don't think (laughs) anyone thinks that's a horrible thing everything that we've talked about and read we're not going to go backwards we're going to flatten out a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, homes will still appreciate so it still is a good time to sell. Sellers are still getting those good numbers. Yeah, because there's still a lot of buyers out there. Well, yeah, it's just instead of 30 showings and 12 offers, maybe we have 10 and 2 or 3. And yep. At the end of the day, the, the result is still good. But, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I think you and I both <clears throat> wouldn't mind it if it wasn't so chaotic. Right. You know, it's when we're hard working with buyers who keep <clears throat> missing out, yeah. who keep writing offers and writing offers. I know a lot of people say to me, "Oh, it must be nice to be a realtor right now because <clears throat> things are selling so fast." But we're actually working harder, especially with buyers because <clears throat> they're seeing needing to see more houses, needing to write more offers, yeah, and, and quickly. Yeah, yeah. Everything is an urgency. So yeah. Well, so we got to get this podcast over because I'm sure somebody wants us right now, right? Well, maybe. <laughs> I hope so. <clears throat> but yeah. So it, it it is silly. It's crazy. I, I wouldn't mind it slowing down. And and even when you and I think back over the last three years of how crazy and hectic it was and multitasking and you're doing this and that yeah. and answering phone and texts and sometimes. We do things that we don't realize that are kind of silly. Like, mm. I stopped at a gas station, <laughs> and I got two or three calls coming in and texts, and I've got deadlines, so go and fill up, and I come back out, and I sit in my car, and I'm starting to return a couple more texts. Then all of a sudden, I hear a knock on the window, and I look over, and this guy's like, dude, this is my car. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> he had a white truck. My white truck was next to him. And, right. Was it a better white truck? In uh, yes, it was. I said, just take Later. that one. <laughs> Go ahead. You can have that one. But, I, I did the same thing, except for I walked out to get into my car and head down, pull the door open, and there was a man sitting in the front seat. Of your, his car? Of his car. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't in my car. But it was close to yours, right? Uh, right. Yeah, right. sit on his lap. Right. Hello. Right. Yeah, it so. probably wasn't even the same kind of car because I don't even know my car. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but that busy. It and was crazy. gray. And <laughs> didn't you tell me there's another one? Yes, I I I went into a wrong house once, um, <laughs> and I pulled my brother and sister-in-law along with me. But some friends had asked us to come over, and it was Terry Weld. And I was certain I knew where he lived. I knew where he lived. I'd mm -hmm. been there. So it was dark. It was at night. And we pull up, and it's winter. And um, my brother Pete and his wife Denise follow me. And I just open the door and walk right in. And, and there's a dog that comes running at me, and I know he doesn't have a dog and then I see these young kids in there and of course it didn't look like his house because it wasn't his house mm -hmm. so I just slammed the door shut and yelled abort abort, abort. <laughs> and Pete and Denise and myself went running and they ran back to their car and I looked at the house next door and I thought they saw me walk over there mm -hmm. and I walked into the right house so then I called them on their cell phone and said, this is the right house. <laughs> it's safe. Come back. Come back. <laughs> they thought I meant the first house we went into because they didn't see me go to a different house. And they went back in <laughs> It was just a social or was it yeah, a showing? No, it wasn't a showing. It was just hanging out. But yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. we have too much on our mind. Oh, I know, and, and you're you're going a mile a minute and looking ahead. I did kind of the same thing. I just, <clears throat> I had a client that called and they wanted to list their house, so 
you know, we get our files together and pull all the info, and, and then you and I go in prior, you know, to gauge the house, assess it, amenities, measurements. So I, I was on the East Hill, and I went to this house, and she said, just go on in, it'll be open, and we'll catch up later on. So I go in, and I'm starting to measure things, and, and then all of a sudden I hear a dog come around the corner in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, nice, it was, and it just stood and looked at me. I'm like, good dog, good dog. And then two seconds later, a lady comes out with a baby. She's like, hello, can I, may I help you? I'm like, um, and I had to explain that I'm at the wrong house. I'm doing a, an analysis. As you were. And, yeah, As you were. Uh, go on, go on. <laughs> well, hopefully that does not happen again. To be back on track with some podcasts. We've got a good one today. Yeah, we're here at the uh, Chippewa Valley Museum. Um, and it's in, of course, Carson Park, which is just a beautiful place to be, especially mm-hmm. on this beautiful day yeah but this park just has so much to offer it sure does I, I just I, I looked it up a little bit and you know, 143 acres of course we've got the the athletic area football mm-hmm. field baseball that's great to go to that and tennis courts th- two or three museums playgrounds and you know in the lake and yes. it's, it's such a cool little piece but uh triple value triple valley museum uh, it, it's really something that I think a lot of us forget about because mm-hmm. it's tucked mm-hmm. way back into the park. But um, Scott did a really nice job interviewing Olaf Lynn. Um, but it, it's interesting. You and I, I mean, we were here a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, You know, field trips. And, and the, the Paul Bunyan mm-hmm. camp and the old schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the takeaway I took from <clears throat> the interview is... I mean, with these museums, you think you go in and you look once and then you're done because mm-hmm. it's the same old stuff. Right. But they they rotate all of that content. And um, and I thought it was interesting. They do walking tours around Eau Claire and bike tours. And, and you and I, I just think we appreciate the history of the city. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm glad somebody is on top of gathering all that because yeah. I enjoy it. I just... Um need somebody else to do it for me that's right (laughs) yeah and i guess back in the 60s uh the museum used to be where volume one is yeah um you know and that just reminded me i think one of my and i love history i love the old architecture i love seeing what the city used to look like uh one of the really cool books that i got from volume one um it was postcards then and now and, and, and I think I showed you yeah. that book, but it was so cool. It would show you, you know, the corner of Barstow and Graham, 1910. You know, that's yeah. what it looked like and what it looks like now. So Yeah, that's fun. <clears throat> but, Especially for us lifelong residents who can kind of remember what yeah. it used to look like. It's, well, it's nice to have reminders of what it actually looked yeah. like. Well, the city's evolved, and, and I love the direction. But anyway... We're going to get you guys into the podcast. Um, Scott did a great job. I'm glad you joined us. So here we are with Olaf Lynn and Scott with the Chippewa Valley Museum. We're really excited to have Olaf Lynn here, the communications specialist of Chippewa Valley Museum. We're going to talk about all the great resources and events that they put out for this community. And thank you so much. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet. So... Uh, tell us about uh, the Chippewa Valley Museum. Like, when did it start? So, the Chippewa Valley Museum started in the 60s. Um, it started um, 
um, as an idea. They, the, the Historical Society wanted to put together uh, a, a permanent museum. Um, it spent a year in the ground floor, I believe, of the old meter candy factory, which is now the volume one building. Um, and then something happened there and, and the museum moved out. We spent some time in a house that was owned by UWEC at one point. You could fit about 13 people in the museum with the exhibits. Um, so sometimes during, uh, during uh, field trips and things, you'd have kids outside, kids inside. Uh, so eventually, uh, we settled here in Carson Park and opened the doors in the present location in 1974. Awesome. And this is a nonprofit organization? This is a, yep, this is a nonprofit organization. We're our own separate 501c3 nonprofit. Um, so, you know, uh, we are uh, really engaged in, um, you know, making sure that we're fulfilling our mission, whatever. Uh, you know, wherever revenue is coming in goes back into going, going goes back into you know preserving and sharing, uh, and uh, and making sure people have access to uh, the history of the Chippewa Valley and and the sort of cultural uh, cultural things that go with that. And so, I'm sure there's a board, and I mean, you accept donations. I'm assuming besides the, what you make yep. having the events. Mm -hmm. um, uh, how do people, if they want to get involved, how do they do that? So you can go to CV Museum, that's like Chippewa Valley, cvmuseum.com, and you'll find Donate in the navigation bar. Click on that, and it's, uh, it's really pretty easy after that. Right on the website? Right on the website. Oh, yeah. that very easy. You awesome. could come in, and you could say, gosh, I'd like to make a donation. Um, if, you want to, uh, if you wanted to send a check, um, you know, I'd recommend calling first um, and you know, speaking with... Uh, with Rachel, would be a great person to talk to about that. Um, so if you're not comfortable doing it online, um, there's lots of different ways to do it. Just give us a call. Awesome, and obviously, I'm sure you use could use volunteers at times for things. Absolutely, we're always um, always looking for people who are interested in volunteering. Um, we have opportunities, um, you know, uh, like at the front desk with visitor services. Um, there are other opportunities at times throughout the museum. Um, sometimes there's opportunities for special events like the 4th of July that's coming up um, and uh, Angela does an amazing job of making sure that um, people uh, are trained, people are, are comfortable with what they're doing um, and keeping those schedules all together. She's, uh, um, she does an amazing job with that and she, again, she'd be, Angela would be the person if you really wanted to talk about volunteering, um, you know, give the museum a call um, and we'll, we'll get you started. Well, especially, I mean, I just think it, what a great mission to, you know, capture the history and, you know, promote, you know, this great city and community that we live in. And so, uh, what, speaking of these events, you, let's talk more about that 4th of July. It's coming up here just in, real shortly. What, what's going on? So, um, earlier this year, uh, we started talking with uh, Chippewa Valley Railroad and Wisconsin Logging Museum about doing some Carson Park experience events. We wanted to, uh, to really bring out some of the things that are unique about Carson Park um, and what you can do here. So there's two museums in the park. There's a quarter gauge railway that you can ride um, and uh, is a really fun, some part of it's along the lake, part of it's through the woods, um, and that's really an amazing thing. And then there's, um, you know, we have a works progress era baseball stadium, people are pretty familiar with that. Um, 
and then there's, there's all of the ecology uh, in the park, and then there's the playgrounds, um, and so there's just so much to do in the park. So we wanted to put together some events that highlighted uh, the attractions and cultural things in the park. Um, Fourth of July is one of those events. That's the one um, that the museum is really the focal point of. So we'll have lots of things going on both inside and outside the museum. Um, outside will be sort of open house. Uh, uh, people can visit the schoolhouse and log house um, and see some demonstrations of things. There'll be uh, music on the lawn. So the Eau Claire Municipal Band uh, will play uh, flag raising um, at the beginning of the event. Uh, and then uh, Slice, Bled, Slice Bread Jug Band will be playing uh, after the museum, after the, excuse me, after the municipal band plays um, on the museum lawn. Uh, inside the museum, uh, there'll be buy one, get one uh, admission on that day, uh, both here and at Wisconsin Logging Museum. But in the museum here, we'll have a, um, a dessert raffle. Um, there'll be a, a sort of old style um, fishing, carnival fishing game uh, available inside. Uh, we should have a model railroad um, that shows a historic part of Eau Claire um, and the area uh, uh, running. We'll see, that's, that's meant to be delivered soon. Um, and we're really, really excited about that. Um, so there'll just be a, a whole lot of stuff going on both inside and out. Uh, there'll be some things that are, uh, are more, more sort of admission-free and open house-like um, outside on the grounds. And then um, there'll be buy one, get one admissions uh, at both of the museums in the park that day. So all on the Monday the 4th? The on Monday the, the 4th, yeah. It's, and are there different hours? So yeah, the sort of Carson Park experience runs from about 12 to 5 p.m. There'll be a free in-park shuttle, so if you park in the stadium lot, wherever you are, you are manage to find a spot in the park, there will be a, a shuttle running throughout the park, and that's free uh, for visitors to the park. Nice. Um, it's got stops at, the, at, at all the, 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 the spots. So there's a stop at the playground, there's a stop at the railroad, there's a stop at both of the museums. Um, so, um, and there'll be signs with maps and all those sorts of things so people can find their way um, but it should, it should be really fun about it. We did one earlier in the year that was a highlight of the Chippewa Valley Railroad where they uh, had the ribbon cutting and the opening of the, uh, the renovated switch tower there. Um, and I think people really, really had a lot of, of fun on that day. So we're looking really forward to, uh, to what the 4th of July is going to be like in the park. And there's a, an express game and the fireworks are coming back to the park as well. So you can spend pretty much your whole day in the park um, with lots of things to do um, and, and just have a great 4th of July and celebrate Independence Day. Great way with your family and so, and, but otherwise you're going to be open, you're open most weekends? We're open, mo yeah, we're open so on Tuesday evenings we're open from 5 to 8 p.m. and then Wednesday through Sunday we're open from noon to 5 um, and the second Tuesday of each month um, is uh, admission for residents of Eau Claire City and County are covered by the City County. Um, so if you live within the boundaries of Eau Claire City and Eau Claire County or Eau Claire County, um, then on Tuesday, second Tuesday of the month, um, your admission has been covered for you. 
Wow, that's awesome. That's great. Really opened the doors for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want to make sure that people really have access uh, to the stories that are here um, because it's their stories, right? Um, we want to make sure that that we're we're able to share as much as we can with with as many people as possible. Yeah, and just I remember as a kid, just it being a special experience growing up here, coming and visiting. Um, getting some ice cream, uh, you know, and so it's, those memories do stick with you too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, the ice cream parlor is a lot of fun. It is open now. Um, it's a little bit different experience than it was before. Um, at the moment, we're not doing, you know, scooped ice cream uh, out of bins. We're doing uh, prepackaged ice cream novelties, so like fudge bars and uh, we have uh, and ice cream sandwiches and, and we have a, a full menu. Of, of choices and we have some other snacks I and mean, we, we have canned soda and uh, chips as well um, but yeah you can come to the ice cream parlor it looks like a, a historic ice cream parlor and you can get a, a, a fun snack um, and the, the ice cream parlor hours are a little truncated right now so um, for certain for sure right now the, the ice cream parlor is open uh, through Thursdays through Sundays um, a lot of times, if you if you really if you ask, we'll, we'll be happy, often to, to as long as there's enough staff and volunteers, you know somebody will be happy to, to get you a, a snack at an ice cream parlor. Which every child appreciates. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's great. And so there's lots of other events you were mentioning. Um, right. I didn't know all the connections with uh, the other things that you you know guys are doing. So yeah. So we're really trying to um, make sure that we're getting out of the museum and into the community and making sure uh, again that you know people uh, that that we're sharing history and culture uh, throughout the Chippewa Valley. So. Um, some of the stuff is sort of just outside our doors. So like we have a music on the lawn series uh, this year and we've had, um, we've had uh, a couple performances already. Um, uh, we had on the first Carson Park Experience Day, we had a student harp, harp group play uh, and Maple Ridge uh, Bluegrass Band played and um, there's, both of those were fantastic. Um, we have the Municipal Band and Sliced Bread Jug Band on the 4th of July. And then on the 10th of July, we have Eggplant Heroes playing. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, on uh, Sunday, July 24th, uh, Peter Fippen, Robbie Croft, Crawford, and Eva Lundy Jr. will be playing uh, on the lawn. Um, and that's, um, they're releasing an album. Um, so that's gonna be their album release show. Um, so that should be a lot of fun um, and really interesting. On Saturday, August 14th, uh, Davey J and friends will be playing. And then uh, we did uh, have to reschedule uh, an earlier performance that was meant to be this weekend. So Tomahawk Circle uh, is a drum group from Lac de Flambeau. Um, and uh, they'll be playing on Sunday, August 21st. And usually that starts around 12.30, 12 or 12.30. Um, it's all on our calendar um, at cvmuseum.com. Um, and we're, you know, we try to be good about getting those things on Facebook as well as events. So you can visit our Facebook page and find a lot of information there as well. Also, if you want to know what's going on at the museum, go to our homepage um, and you know, click to, to join the, the email list. 
Um, we send out a bi-weekly email so you can get reminders of all the things that are happening here, um, both exhibit-wise and special event-wise. Um, and so we have those, those music things. We have a whole, uh, a whole set of uh, biking and walking tours uh, this summer as well. Um, and again, we've already had a few of those, but um, the next one coming up is on July 10th. Um, and that's gonna be uh, a tour around Carson Park uh, to sort of um, uh, discover you know, the history of the park itself. Um, that should be fabulous. Something you should reg register ahead Something of Something you should for. register ahead for, yep, absolutely. And again, that is, is easily, most easily done through our, our online calendar, cvmuseum.com, click on calendar, and you'll, you'll see um, the month you're in, and you can cycle through different months. You can choose, um, there's a drop down that lets you say, oh, I'm looking for tours, I'm looking for musical events, I'm looking for things at the Schlegel Milk House. Um, so it, it, we, we try to make it as easy as possible to find things. Um, so uh, some of the other biking tours are, um, there's a, a biking tour that'll be exploring businesses owned by, uh, by minorities in, in Eau Claire or that have been owned. Um, there'll be a walking tour in Forest Hill Cemetery. Um, uh, it's, uh, we did one previously um, and this is a, a, a new tour, so it's different than the one that already, that some people might have already gone on. Um, so new stuff uh, in the same place um, should be really, really fabulous. Um, and then we also have a biking tour that will uh, look at um, discovering people and jobs uh, that helped Eau Claire grow, but, but are no longer around. That should be really interesting as well. Um, so, yes, yeah, biking tours, walking tours, lots of stuff uh, out and about there. And then we've also we're trying to um, to have the Schlegel Milk House is a is a historic house in downtown Eau Claire on Lake and Farwa, um, and uh, the museum takes care of that property. Um, and we're trying to have that be open more. Um, and get people into it more. Uh, so uh, at the end of July, close to the end of July, the 21st, there's a wine tasting event in there, uh, at a wine tasting event at the Schlegel House. Again, good to register for. Um, and then in October, there's a funeral customs and mourning practices presentation there. Um, if you're interested in just sort of seeing what the house looks like, um, what's in there, um, and learn a little bit more about the history of the house itself. Uh, the house will be open on the second Saturday of the month through September um, from 10 to noon. And you can, I believe, um, also pre-purchase pre uh, your admission to that um, on the calendar as well. And the significance of the house because of the family and what they were in the community? or. Yeah, well, it's a really fascinating look at sort of a middle-class family uh, of, of that time, right? So the, the mid to late 1800s, um, what did a, what did a, a middle-class family look like? Um, you know, um, uh, and, uh, you know, how did, the, how did they... So it's a museum in itself. It's a museum and it's, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a small, historic house. Small, okay, and it's, so it has exhibits right. and so it has, just there. It's, right, it's set okay. up to, to tell a story um, and you learn 
about, you know, you can learn about different members of the family. Um, there are several generations of the family that lived in the house um, before it was donated to the museum. Um, and there's some really fascinating stories sure. uh, of those individuals. Um, and so, um, yeah, we're, we really want to make sure that, that, you know, again, the community has, has access to, to, to that histor history and, and being able to, to, you know, open that up more to the public. But again, it takes staff and it takes volunteers. Um, so, um, you know, we're, we're trying to, to do as much as we can um, and, then, and then grow that into the future. Neat. So. Very cool. And then we're sitting in a, a uh, an exhibit that opened earlier this year and will close December 31st. But this is our uh, then and now 150 years of change in Eau Claire to celebrate the sesquicentennial. So this is Eau Claire's 100, 150th year uh, as the city of Eau Claire. Um, and so this exhibit uh, gives a whole lot of, 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 of uh, information and visual experience of what the city was and what it is. Um, so we have uh, many of the, of the things, of the images have a, a then image and a now image. So you get to see what that place looks like now in Eau Claire versus what it looked like when the, photo, when the, when the historic photo was taken. I love that, that contrast and the growth that you see. Absolutely. And then we have all sorts of fabulous objects like this car behind us. This was Reportedly, the first car in Eau Claire, um, I think. If wow! I that right, Dr. David Asham. Yeah, and uh, we have one. a really fabulous uh, Hitch laundry wagon. We have a Tim's Dairy uh, ice cream machine over there. Um, you guys should see it. It's, it's a, it really is a pretty amazing exhibit, um, and so we have a lot of fun when these when these open, and we're always sad when the exhibits go. But we try to have you know, two or three uh, exhibits, exhibit changes in a year, at least. Okay. Um, and then we also have small sort of hallway exhibits and things like that that will often change throughout a year as well. So um, we have had, you know, over the last few years between, you know, four and six exhibit changes, if you count the big and small ones in, in a year, each year. Yeah, I'm sure that's a lot of work. And um, I was just thinking that you hold on to these things. You must have a big storage unit or something, yeah, so we, that you can rotate through them again. We have storage, um, and that's you know that's something a lot of people um, you know will contact us about donating things. We really do want to um, to hold on and care for things that have historical value for the Chippewa Valley, um, and that's something that our curatorial staff looks after. We have maps and books and. Flat books and all those sorts of things. Um, so there's a, a library and archive, and then there's the object collections as well. Um, and all of that has to be cared for in in, in a good way. Um, and so, yeah, we don't ever just get rid of anything. Um, it's uh, um, some of the some most of a lot of times in an exhibit we'll have you know objects that are are part of our collection um, and then we'll also bring in loans from either individuals or other other museums and organizations uh, to sort of fill out um, the story um, or give people you know the ability to see really sometimes remarkable things 
Um, so, um, like one of the things people really enjoyed, um, one of the, the more recent exhibits was uh, Listen Up, Folk Music in the, in the Valley. Um, and uh, there was a, a collection of sort of homemade instruments. Um, so uh, one of them was a, a maple jug, maple syrup jug theremin. Um, and then uh, there was a really fabulous um, uh, lap steel guitar that had been made out of a, uh, an ironing board. Uh, you know, cigar box guitars and those sorts of things. And so those were actually uh, private individuals who lended, lent those things, lended, oh my gosh, yeah. lent those yeah. things to us uh, for the span of the exhibit. Um, and we're really, really fortunate that people are willing to do that. Absolutely. That's neat. So, so cool. So do you, um, we hit some of those big um, we, yeah, topics we, then? We hit a lot of big topics. I, you know, I don't want to just do a whole lot of listing, but yeah. we, we have a lot of stuff. There's always something interesting going on here. Yeah. We, have, we have a book club that meets uh, every month called the Adventures in History Book uh, Club. We have, um, you know, we have programs, you know, lectures, programs, uh, children's programming. We have the music on the lawn. We have the the biking and walking tours. We have the Carson Park Experience Days. We have um, yeah. There's always always something going on. And do um, any of the schools come in um, do field trips here anymore? Because I know one of the big things when I was a kid was going mm -hmm. to this. We had uh, uh, you know go I don't know history day and went back to like the schoolhouse out there. Mm -hmm. um, and that was pretty neat. Six kind of, again, another one of those things that sticks in your memory. Absolutely, and the schoolhouse is really an amazing, amazing thing. Um, kids really love it. Um, visitors really enjoy seeing the schoolhouse. Yeah, there's, there's, we have lots of lot, lots and lots of school kids going through every year. Um, you know, it's, it's seasonal, so it goes with the, with the school year. Yeah. Um, and our museum educator works with, um, again, volunteers who are, are docents or museum guides. Um, and she uh, helps them get familiar with the things that need to be presented. And then, you know, um, schools choose what parts of the experience uh, they want to have and how long of a field trip they want. Um, and oftentimes they'll do a group, uh, uh, a field trip that involves um, Chippewa Valley Museum and also Wisconsin Logging Museum. Um, so we'll do both museums in, in one field trip since we're right next door to each other. Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned, you know, the Paul Bunyan experience out there too, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So that logging camp is a really cool experience as well. Very, very cool. Well, anything else you, that it sounds like you hit on everything? I mean, let's finish with a little um, uh, quick. Um, uh, hitters that we try to, um, you know, little rapid fire on every um, show. What do you sure. like about Eau Claire and living in this area? You know, one of the things that I really like about living in Eau Claire is there's so much to do, right? Um, so if I want to go biking, there's just, there, there's fabulous trails, um, whether you're looking at, you know, something paved, semi-paved or gravel or you're looking for mountain biking. Um, you know, if, if you want to go kayaking or canoeing, there's great access sort of right in the city as well as in the, the larger area. Um, 
You know, nothing is, you know, the, the, the sort of ecological experiences are close at hand. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's really, um, you know, a sort of growing cafe culture. You know, there's lots of interesting food things to do, um, places to sit outside and, and have a nice meal with friends or family, um, you know, uh, and, and then the amount of, of music and art that's available, both at a, a sort of professional level and at a, a, a local, um, you know, local um, performance or, or, or art show. Um, it's just, it's, it's really, um, it's just a lot of stuff. Sure is. So what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Uh, I'm a musician. Um, so uh, it's been a little bit sparse for the last few years as far as going out and playing. Um, yeah, like I said, I like to bike and kayak as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I like to hang out with my dogs and my kids and, uh, and do interesting things. And do uh, you have best kept secret? A lot of people who visit the museum continue to tell us that this is one of the best kept secrets in, in the Chippewa Valley, and we're really working to change that. We don't really want to be a secret, so tell, tell your friends, uh, come here, have a, have a good time, and let other people know. Wonderful. Before we go, I do think it's important to, to um, note that I'm sure the last two years were very challenging um, with COVID and restrictions on how many people could even come in or, I mean, being shut down. And so we're just glad that you guys, you know, have made it through. And, you know, obviously the doors are pretty wide open now again. Um, and so, but I'm sure um, you said you had to do some things more virtually and online to try to get stuff, I mean, out yourself, yeah, like everybody. Absolutely. And one of the things that uh, I feel really fortunate about is um, I work with a, a staff that all of us sort of looked at each other and said, what can we do? Um, and that's really made a huge difference. So we started almost immediately, you know, I, I grabbed my phone out of my pocket, I grabbed uh, a fellow coworker, and we started filming virtual field trips um, so that um, we could get something to school kids um, to, to have some sort of experience. Um, shortly after that, um, there was a, a donation that allowed us to give every third grader in Eau Claire a book that was related to our farm, uh, our farm life exhibit. That's sort of a, uh, um, um, so they got that, um, it's sort of a, a children's story novel, um, and, uh, and a lot of kids really appreciated that. Um, we, uh, we did a, a virtual uh, farm life fundraiser. Um, we did uh, a multiple day uh, virtual uh, f uh, um, fiber arts and, and folk art fest because um, we do that once a year. So um, we just started, some of those were live as well. We did some live, um, live stream uh, parts of that event and then we did others that were pre-recorded um, and released things across days so that people could, uh, could really have something to look forward to. Yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing uh, sort of journey. Um, and we've learned a lot um, since everything started. And we've been very fortunate. We were really only truly closed um, 
when we had to be. Um, so when it was, um, when, we, when we were told, you know, close your doors, we did. And when we were told we could be open again, we were. Um, we tried very hard to, um, to work with um, different groups of people. And if so, if somebody was unable to mask, you know, we were very, we tried to be open to scheduling them at a time when there wouldn't be a lot of other people in the museum, like on a Monday when we're not open, um, we, would, we would schedule you know, a tour for a family or a group um, at that time. Um, you know, we've worked really closely with, uh, with the health department um, to make sure that we're, um, we're doing things as safely as possible. And again, making sure that people can be a part of what's happening here. Well, we're glad you do. And so thanks so much for um, your time and the hard work that you do to preserve this area or this uh, history and the events that you promote um, that make living in Eau Claire a, a great place to be. Thank you. So that was a great interview. Interesting things. Mm -hmm. Stuff for everyone to do, especially the month of July. and Yeah, and, and some live music here and there. And you know mm -hmm. what? What? There's an ice cream shop in there. I know. <laughs> Who doesn't like ice cream? <laughs> Jerry Likey. <laughs> so. so thanks for joining us. Uh, we look forward to some more podcasts yep. and chatting and talking about real estate. Mm -hmm. And if you or anyone you know is in need of a real estate agent, Jane and I would love an opportunity to help. Donald and Real Estate, we've been in the business quite a while. Big producer. Big producer. Uh, <clears throat> but we would love an opportunity to help you guys if you want. But otherwise, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Eau Claire is Here. You should be too. Right on. Thank you for listening to Eau Claire is Here. The best way to support this podcast is by subscribing, giving a five-star rating, and writing a review. Find out more at EauClaireIsHere.com or find us on Facebook. Eau Claire is Here is brought to you by Ned Donlin, Donlin Real Estate.